Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the latest Scottish Sun Football podcast where we'll look back in all the weekend action from the William Hill Scottish Cup, the SPFL Premiership and even the Championship too. Here with myself, Roger Hanna and David Field today. Now, David, you were at the Shybury and Airdrie yesterday. East Kilbride against Celtic. David versus Goliath. The romance of the Scottish Cup. <laughs> Didn't look too romantic to me. No, I mean, I think the day was all about, I don't want to get too cheesy about it, but the day was all about East Kilbride, you know, just getting there, getting to play Celtic. If I found the Scottish Cup was a huge achievement for a club that's, you know, it's only a few years old and has got big ambitions of going places, but they probably got to, to that level a lot quicker than they, they ever expected. Yeah, I mean, Celtic got a bit of stick, the fans were jeering at the end. I couldn't really get myself worked up about it too much, to be perfectly honest with you. If they'd won 6 or 7 nil, the people would have said, oh, that's expected. They kind of laboured to a 2 nil win, but they were well worthy of it. I think they had, I don't know, almost 20 corners, constant pressure. I think they basically played in kind of first or second gear. But credit to East Kilbride, they were organised, they passed the ball well. Some really good players like Bayer Russell was excellent um, for them in central defence and you know it was their day, they made a bit of money, I'm sure it will set them up for a while but it was pretty easy for Celtic. Other than the win and a passport into the last eight for Ronnie Dyla, what, what were the plus points for Celtic? Maybe the return of Charlie Mulgrew? Yeah, because I, th- I think you saw against Aberdeen last week, I think just certain people with certain characters who have been there and done it, you know, I think I think at times the midfield especially going forward looked a bit lightweight against Aberdeen, you know, I don't think there was guys in there with the experience that Ronald Dyer would maybe want, so I think having Charlie Mulgrew back is a huge boost and I'm sure he'll look to get Chris Commons back in the next few weeks that's as well. What, that's what I was going to ask, is Scott Brown back last week, Charlie Mulgrew back this week, if Chris Commons could come back next week how, how big would that be for Celtic ahead of a, a very tight run in yeah I mean I think it would be huge for them because I think these guys have been over the course before you know these guys are, are probably all going for five in a row uh, right now you know Stefan Johansson hasn't a great season he's missed the last couple of games as well but I'm sure Ronnie Dyla if he's picking his team will probably have him in it so I think getting those guys back will just give Celtic a huge boost and I think I think Ronnie Dyla knows he can rely on those guys he can trust them you know Charlie McGrew played 77 minutes yesterday I think and that will do him the world of good A goal for Colin Kazim Richards he's not seen too much football he's been impressed in, in fits and starts up at Petaudry looked okay yesterday but already he seems to be getting more game time than the likes of Carlton Cole Ryan Christie Scott Allen got early in their Celtic careers Yeah and, and I think the, the Christie and Scott Allen thing kind of puzzled me yesterday I must admit I, I just thought it was the ideal game to go and give these guys a start let them go and play an hour 70 minutes or something like that and show what they can do especially against a team that was just kind of sitting in you know Celtic were crying out at times for a guy just in between the midfield and attack but it didn't happen in terms of Carlton Cole I don't really know where he goes from here you know I think he was he was pretty much third choice behind Griffiths and Chifty. Chifty's gone, but Kazim Richards came in, so I think he's still third choice. Kazim Richards did fine, you know. I don't think he's a, a prolific goal scorer. I don't I don't think he's ever going to score 25, 30 goals a season. But he's a big kind of unit. He's a good handful. He's quick. He's decent in the air, and I think he can work well with Lee Griffiths. A lot of plaudits, as we say, for Billy Ogilvie and East Kilbride this morning. Likewise for Davy McGlynn and Linlithgow Rose over the weekend. Only lost 4-2 to League Cup finalist Ross County up at Dingwall. 
were one one at half time. It, it was an incredible performance for the last junior team in the competition. Yeah, I was doing my usual Saturday afternoon when I'm off uh, touring different furniture shops down on Roger, and I was kind of listening to the Lithgow Rose game and fixing starts. And you know, I think it when when they lost the goal, I'm thinking right, they're probably going to lose quite heavily here. But then the next thing you know, it's three two and four uh, two. Finally, I mean, again, I think Ross going to deserve to win over the balance of chances, but. Again, like East Coast, it's a huge achievement for them to get that far. They're the junior team. They got to last what, last sixteen in the cup. For them, that was that was as good as winning. That probably you know that that's as, as as good as they could ever probably hope to achieve. And to go and play a Premiership side and do well and score one of the goals of the, the tournament. I mean, the second goal they scored was yeah. absolutely brilliant. Worked all the way from the back. A few flicks, great passing, great finish. You know, and I think. You know, it'll take something to stop that. You featured the captain Mark Tyrrell and Saturday's Scottish son and his love of Chaz and Dave. They would have they would have plenty to rabbit about in the, in the bus <laughs> on the way home from Dingwall. Yeah, I mean, I think they did. Uh, like a probably Scobride as well. You know, I think they'd uh, they probably had a few drinks in the way back down. And Lithgow's got a lot of pubs. I don't know if you've ever been in a pub crawl in Lithgow, but there's a lot of pubs there. So I dare say they had a they had a few drinks when they got home as well. You're not allowed to go to the pubs, you're stuck in these furniture <laughs> shops, you're saying, David. Exactly. What does it say for Ross County? Because a bit like Celtic, they were on a hiding to nothing. They had just beaten Celtic in a League Cup semi-final. Jim McIntyre shuffled his back to a certain degree. It would just be a relief to be in the heart for the quarter-finals, surely. As I said with Celtic, these games aren't that easy. You know, people expect a 7-0 and 8-0, but it never really works out like that. And I think I always think the first 10 minutes is crucial. See if, see if a team doesn't really concede early on then the chances are a few early on, the chances are they'll go and make a game of it. And that's what that's what Lithgow Rose did. I think it was always going to be a case of kind of after the Lord Mayor's show, you know, Ross County go and beat Celtic. They win three one, they're in a final, everything's brilliant. And then I think I think it's just natural that players probably don't raise themselves as much as they did the week before. But they're in the last eight and that's another great achievement for Ross County. If Jim McIntyre gets a nice of Liam Boyce and Craig Curran fit again, I mean could there be the Ridiculous almost scenario of Ross County within both domestic cup finals. Mm-hmm. And I think they can also qualify for Europe. I, I, I genuinely do. I think, you know, I think they're a good team. I think he's signed. You know, getting Paul Quinn back, I think, will hugely boost his defence. And he's already got Andrew Davis, a guy with huge experience in, in England. But you've got Shout playing really well. Brian Graham scoring goals. You've got Liam Boyce, as you're saying. Craig Curran. I mean, they've got goals. You know, that's four good strikers, four guys that can score goals, and all offer something probably a bit different as well. So. I think he's built a really good squad there. I think he's been quite clever with the players he's brought in and they've got options. So, yeah, I don't think there's any reason why he can't. Like Sunsport on Facebook for all the Scottish football latest. <laughs> of course, the Scottish Cup currently resides just down the road from Dingwall and Inverness. Cali Thistle through to another quarter-final, a dramatic late win at Motherwell at the weekend. And a goal for Jordan Roberts that was um, something I'll remember for a long time to come. Yeah, a big goal and, you know, Inverness, I mean, that... that you know, I think for John Hughes, you know, a manager who probably hasn't been able to build this season as much as, as he would have wanted after winning the cup, you know, to get the last eight, I think, you know, I think he will be very, very satisfied at that. Motherwell, on the flip side, it's a bad one for them. You know, at home, I think, you know, getting it, it's one each. Scotland only scores equaliser. They're probably thinking it will take the replay, but to lose late on, you know, I know Matt McGee wasn't happy, but I just think it's a bit of sore one. And Jordan Roberts, he's missed so much of the season. He scored that goal. Mark McGee not happy with the goal. Believed there was a foul on Margaro Gomez in the build-up. I have to say, I've seen it on TV. It didn't look much in it to me, David. No, I wasn't convinced either. But listen, I think if you lose a 90-minute goal in a big cup tie like that, when you've probably got designs and going to like the semi-final or the final, then I think it's always going to be hard to take. And listen, I don't mind people being bad losers, to be perfectly honest with you. I think Mark McGee felt it should have been a foul. I wasn't convinced. But I just think I just think overall, it's a bad one for Motherwell. I spoke to Mark McGee and also to top scorer, 
Louis Moult and the build-up to the Carly Thistle game, and, and, and they both mentioned 25 years on from that famous 1991 Cup final win for Motherwell. The people, some people at the club really felt it was destiny almost that they went all the way this season. It were a bitter blow considering where they are in the league as well. Yeah, and that's that's what I mean. I, th- I think they were looking at the cup. You know, Motherwell in the cups recently haven't really. I don't think they've really had a great record. So I think this year they were probably thinking it's a home tie, it's Inverness, and maybe I haven't been in the best of form all season. It's a real chance to go to the last eight, you never know what happens. So I think to work so hard to get it back after going behind and then lose for what Matt McGee feels was unfairly, you know, I just think, as I said, you know, I don't think he was very happy after the game, but I don't blame him. Could Carly Thistle retain this? I don't know. I think it would be a bit of tall order, to be perfectly honest with you. You know, I do think, I do think it's wide open. I do think anybody can go and win this cup. I just think to do it two years in a row in Inverness, I don't know, I'd be very surprised. So if anyone can go and win this cup, this is great news for Jim Duffy because Morton mm-hmm. are in the hat in the last eight, a 4-1 win at Annan. No mean achievement considering Annan had knocked out Hamilton. The reverse scored 4-1 in the last round and a hat-trick for Stephen McCluskey. Yeah, I mean, I think Jim would have been happy, obviously, to avoid Premiership opposition, but I'm sure when he saw the game, that the Annan-Hamilton game, when he looked back at it, he would have known he was going to be in for a a tough one but you know, having watched the highlights I think they pretty much cruised it you know some good goals from Stefan McCluskey a good player Joe McKee's doing really well for them as well Morton just now and uh, I mean Annan scored late on but you know I think they were very very comfortable Morton I think Jim Duffy you know people talk they're starting to now talk about managers of the year all that sort of stuff I think Jim Duffy's done a, f- a fantastic job down at Morton they've lost albeit narrowly at home recently to both Rangers and Hibs the flip side of that is that they beat Motherwell down there in the League Cup earlier on in the season. You know that they can be a danger at Capello. You know, I don't think anybody would, would fancy going down there. You know, I think that's a I, I think that's a fair point. You know, and as you're saying, it's not as if they're going. I mean, Morton are coming up into that league and would probably have just you know been happy with survival. But you know, I think they're actually taking on these teams. They're giving them a really good game. They did the same with Hibs and Rangers. As you're saying, they beat Motherwell. So I, you know, I think Morton have done really well this season. They'll be safe in the Championship this season. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, look, there's actually there's, there's four, and we're doing this podcast before the draw for the sixth round later on this evening. Four championship teams, Rangers and Hibs we'll, we'll touch upon later. Morton, we've mentioned. Dumbarton are still in. I was there at the Cheaper Insurance Direct Stadium on Saturday for, for a 0-0 draw at home to Dundee. They go to Dens next week for a replay. Stevie Aiken, happy with his team's performance, and I think Paul Hartley, just happy to get out there still in the competition. Yeah, I do think so. Although I, I would wonder where that's Dumbarton's chance gone now. You know, I think Dundee at home with the firepower they've got, I would fancy Dundee. I mean, I fancy Dundee winning Saturday actually, but I would fancy them going and finish the job. You know, I think Dumbarton, by all accounts, kind of dug in, were well organised, yeah. kind of kept Dundee's chances to a minimum. But I, I just think, you know, well done to them for, for doing that, but I just think that it's maybe too much for them to get up there. Nick Ross at the post, Kane Hemmings had one disallowed for offside, another one cleared off the line by Mark Doggerty as well. They, they did have chances. Kane Hemmings today announced as the SPFL Premiership Player of the Month for January. Is that, is that a fair fair vote? Yeah, I think that he's been outstanding. You know, he's a guy who you know left Rangers at a young age. I know a lot of Rangers fans probably felt it was a bit too early, they should have kept him, and I'm sure he'd have scored a lot of goals coming up the leagues. But I think he's been terrific. He works well, really, really well with Greg Stewart. You've got Rory Loy there as well, Gary Harkins, Paul McGowan. And that's the thing. I mean, the biggest that was the biggest surprise weekend. Indeed, actually, that 0 nil draw because yeah. it's always goals when you've got Indeed. You know, you know, I know the defending isn't always what Paul Hartley probably wants, but they can score goals, and that that was a surprise. It was 0 nil. They should surely finish it off in, in the replay. Though. I mean, they beat Falkirk, who are a, a good bit higher than the Martin in the Championship. Yeah. They beat Falkirk with a, a bit to spare in the last round of Dengie. You don't see any bananas no, against. That's what I'm saying. I don't think Dundee will, I don't think, think Dundee will mess about. You know, I think Dumbarton, 
not getting the win at home, I think their chances probably going there. Keep bang up to date with Scottish football by following Sunsport on Twitter. Nil-nil at Ibrox as well in the Saturday lunchtime game. Who would be happier with it? Mark Warburton, despite seeing his side fail to score for the first time in his tenure, or Lee McCullough, contemporary charge of a Kelly team who had lost the previous two to the United and Hamilton? I think Lee McCulloch. I think Lee McCulloch 100% would have been happier, given that Rangers hogged the ball. I don't think there was that many clear-cut chances. You know, I know Tavernier hit the post. Wagner did a right good chance late, late on. His control let him down. But it wasn't that type of game. You know, Kamalik had a few breakaways as well. Josh McGuinness was unlucky ahead. But it wasn't a game of huge chances. I think Rangers looked a better team. I think Rangers passed the ball about a lot better. But I think Kamalik will be quite happy. And I also think Kamalik will be quite confident going this. this well, that's what I was going to ask. He played down at Rugby Park on the synthetic surface a week on Tuesday. Kelly as the Premiership team, possibly with a new manager at the helm by the end, did he go in as favourites? I don't know favourites, but I think it's even. I, I do, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Kelly go and beat Rangers, it generally wouldn't. I think I think Rangers, I think you saw at the weekend as well, obviously they've brought in Billy King and Michael Hallam, but they're both ineligible for the yeah. Cup. So I think you saw how lean and how small the squad is really. You know, ZLLM plays in the middle of the park and, you know, he's... I just think they could do a bit more, especially in, especially in midfield. I mean, Jason Holt coming back from injuries a big, big, big boost for them. But you know, Rain- hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Just priority is the, is the league. You know, the cup. I mean, I don't think Mark Walton would have wanted another a, a replay. It's a bit of a distraction for him. I mean, Rob Kiernan went off injured as well. You know, I, I think at this stage... He doesn't want any injuries. His squad is a bit stretched, and I mean, I think that would have been an ideal game for him. For example, to play a Harlan and Billy King, but both are sitting in the stand, which is a bit of a blow. So, Kilmarnock, you know, probably going to have a new manager in by then. I'm sure they'll get a bit of a bounce. I thought the, t- the two new boys, Gary Dick and Lee Hodson, did really well. You know, I think they just looked a bit more solid at the weekend. So, yeah, I, I think it's very even, but it wouldn't surprise me if Kilmarnock won it. So, if the priority for Rangers, and I agree with you, is promotion, it won't matter too much if they get knocked out at Kelly. No, I, I still think there's expectation. I think the priority is always going to be promotion. But like Hibs at the weekend, I think I think there's still the expectation that they go and do well in the Cups. And I think on the balance, on paper and on what we saw on Saturday, Rangers should be beating Kilmarnock. But I don't think it's as easy as that. I don't think Kilmarnock are as bad as maybe some Rangers fans expected them to be. Killing will surely get a, a boost in confidence. We'll get a bit of self-belief back with a draw, with a clean sheet, with the displays, as you said, of the new boys, Dicker and Hodson. Will a lot depend in the replay on how both sides do this weekend? Because Rangers 
go through Alloa in the mm-hmm. Championship, but even more importantly, Kelly away at Motherwell. Mm-hmm. If they were to lose that game at Motherwell, they're suddenly four points adrift in that relegation playoff place. I mean, that's a more important game for Kilmarnock than the Cup game. I think for both, I mean, for different reasons, the Cup isn't as important. But I, w- I would think Kelly on the home soil, I think, you know, especially AstroTurf, they just probably don't want to be playing AstroTurf. You know, I think they begin into that as a Premiership team thinking we, sh- we've got- we should be doing better here than we probably did at Ibrox. The other draw of the weekend and the other replay from next week came in Edinburgh. Hearts mm-hmm. 2, Hibs 2. Now, 2-0 up at half-time, you really didn't see Hearts somehow no. failing to win that game. I thought it was gone. To be honest, I, you know, I watched the first half um, before heading to the Celtic game, and I don't know. I just, I, you know, Hearts without having loads of the ball or, or looking silky or anything like that. I just think they did enough, and, and they took their chances. You know, great goals from Jim, great goal from Sam Nicholson, and you think to yourself, I don't think Hibs are going to get back into this here. I, I just couldn't see Stokes wasn't getting on the ball. Or I think they were moving the ball a bit slower as well, and I just didn't see it at all. But then, you know, one goal for Jason Cummins completely changes it. But I also think Kevin Thompson made a difference. I think John McGinn came into the game a bit more. And I think probably the biggest for me, and, you know, Osha Neela coming on for Hearts, you know, Ostark off was a huge blow. Not just because you're losing a player like him. I, I just don't fancy this guy at left back at all. Were you surprised that it wasn't a straight swap? John Souter wasn't put straight in for a debut at centre half? He's maybe thinking, I can see Robin Nielsen's thoughts given that Oshini is an experienced player, he's played at World Cup, John Suter's just signed, he threw him in at centre half and a, a derby like up against Cummins and Stokes, he maybe thought that's a bit much for him, I'm sure John Suter would have felt he, he was ready, but you look at the guy who's experienced, you look at the guy who's been there and done it at a high level and he puts him on, but I, I just every time I've seen him I, I just, just wouldn't trust him in a game like that and I think Jordan McGee is a better fullback just now and he has a centre half and they put him in, I think it gave Hibs a lot of impetus and they went and made, made the most of it. Previous Hibs teams would have lost that game. Mm-hmm. Robert Grieve said it in his match report mm-hmm. this morning. What does it say about the, the resilience and the character that Alan Stubbs has put into this Hibs team that they could come back from 2 0 down and force a replay? Yeah, I mean, it says a lot about their spirit, but I think if you're winning week in, week out, and you're getting to our cup finals, that, that kind of builds itself. You know, I, th- I think getting to that, that cup final, beating St Johnson, was a huge step for them because I think they now know that they can do it. You know, I think there's probably always going to be some nagging doubt there. I think they lost the same final. A lot of the same players lost the same final at Falkirk last year in the Scottish Cup. So I think that was a big hurdle to, to overcome. You know, they've gone toe to toe with Rangers this year. Maybe let themselves do Ibrox in the last game, but they've shown they're good enough. And I think that was another one. But it's not just so much resilience. They've got a lot of talent as well. You know, look at the ball Liam Henderson puts in for Jason Cummins in the finish. You look at John McGinn's corner for the for the last goal as well. I mean, the quality they've got in the team is of a higher standard in the Championship. So. You know, I think all credit to Alan Stubbs and, and, and these players for digging in, but the replay is going back to cracker. And, and there's depth to the squad there as well because Fraser Fivey injured, Marvin Bartley came in and did very well, Dylan McGeer off injured, and as you said, Kevin Thompson, mm-hmm. for all he hadn't really played very much, hadn't played regularly for Dundee, mm-hmm. came on and he did change the game with his passing. Yeah, and I, and I think the problem, I mean, I think if you speak to Paul Hartley about Kevin Thompson, the problem wasn't <laughs> Kevin Thompson's performances in terms of, of, of why his, his time at Dundee didn't end the way it did. I think it was the fact he just couldn't get him on the pitch. You know, he wasn't fit enough. You know, playing consistent week in week out, and he's probably not going to have to do that. Hibs, that's the thing. Hibs will get that many options in there, but there'll be times where he can sit out a week or two. But Alan Stubbs turns to his bench and thinks, right, I need to make a change in midfield. You've got a guy that's played at the highest yeah. level, played for his country, played in England, played 
you know, big Champions League game for Rangers. What a guy to put on in a game like that. And I said, Kevin Tom's a good footballer. That's never been the issue. It's his fitness has been the issue. Has the balance now, in terms of the tie, tipped in Hibbs' favour? Because Hearts will go to Easter Road without Ali Mostour, who I believe suspended. Prince Bourbon is a fitness doubt. There's two of the other fitness doubts in the squad as well. They've got new player, John Souter, Don Kerry, Abiola Douda, all relatively new to the squad, January buys. Are Hibs now favourites to get into the quarterfinals? Probably home advantage gives them favourites. I'd imagine the bookies maybe make them favourites, but then you know Hearts, Hearts are the team that's kind of flying high in the, the Premier League just now. Hearts are the, the more experienced team, you would still say. So I, I don't think Hearts will be going there with any inferiority complex, put it that way. I think they'll fancy it, I think Hibs will fancy it. As I said, I think it's going to be a cracker. One other cup tie at the weekend to cover the United. They'd waited a couple of weeks since that emphatic league win over Kilmarnock. Home to Thistle in the Cubs. Scott Fraser, five minutes from the end, sent him into the last eight and just kept going that, that newly rediscovered feel good factor. Yeah, and I think now signing Eddie Ferry as well will be a huge thing as well. I mean, watching, having watched the game against Kilmarnock, I'm not surprised he went and then beat Patrick Thistle, you know, and I just wonder. I mean, I've, I've been on this podcast in recent months saying the United were pretty much doomed, thinking there's no way back for them. But he's signed probably what six or seven players. Yeah. He's got guys in in key positions. I think Aferi's a good player. Did really, really well for Inverness last year. And he's got Peyton back. He's got Rankin playing again. He's got guys coming off the bench. I think Blair Spittle's been outstanding. Absolutely outstanding for him, for Nick Supatlane. So, are they timing it right? You know, as you're saying, you know, Kilmarnock playing well at the weekend. If they need to get another win, you never know. The gap closes. And it's just, I, th- I think, again, the Cup's a bonus for them, obviously. But, you know, I think they are hitting form at the very, at the right time. John Hughes must wonder what's going on. He was close to getting the Dundee United job when Mitchell Pantelainen got it. He's now looking at Pantelainen with Billy Mackay, his former striker, and Eddie O'Ferry, the man who he got to replace Billy Mackay, both lining up together now for United. I know, I just I just wonder, I mean, with O'Ferry, I mean, I think John Hughes obviously was keen to bring him back, but I just wonder if, if, if so, many, so many guys, it was like, the ones that left, Marlon Watkins, they may be looking and thinking, you know what, what we did at Inverness was as good as it's ever going to get. Yeah. You know, it's... You know, it is a way up north and it's a lovely city. It is a bit in the back of beyond for, for guys like Eddie Ferry, but I just think he maybe looks at things, you know, like to a bigger club in Inverness, that's, that's the key. And I don't know, you don't know the money situation as well, what he's been offered, but I don't blame guys for going, even though it's in a relegation battle. Eddie Ferry to Brote Ferry. <laughs> you can watch the goals from all the big SPFL games on the website at thescottysun.co.uk slash sport. <laughs> Of course, just down the tee was the only Premiership game of the weekend, and it was quite a game. St Johnson 3, Aberdeen 4. Aberdeen now level on points with Celtic, albeit they've played a game more that game at the weekend. How nervy would that Aberdeen bench have been after Tam Scobie got it back to 3 4 in 89 minutes? The outswinging corner kick once again. Breaks back here to Scobie. Always oh, drilled it through. Is there a chance for St Johnston? Or has time run out? So late in the match. Nervy, but I mean, even I never realised until watching the game, watching the highlights as well, just how many chances St Johnson had yeah. in the game. I mean, they're hitting the post, they're missing sitters, Cummins is clean through, they eventually get their three goals. But I mean, I must admit, Tommy Wright, I, th- I thought he did really well to keep his cool because f- for a guy that prides himself in defending, he must have been tearing his hair out because some of the goals St Johnson lost there. Or just, I mean, it's comic cuts. I mean, the, the Niall McGinn goal is just, I mean, it's, it, there's so many basic errors. Joe Shaughnessy's trying step overs in his own box, gets yeah. the ball taken off him. And, and Tommy Wright is a guy that prides himself on defending solidly, being organised. Liam Craig back to Shaughnessy. Always oh, robbed there by McGinn. 
This is Church. It's a tap-in for Niall McGinn. A dreadful error there by the former Aberdeen man, Joe Shaughnessy, who loses out there. Unselfish play by Church. Ninth of the season from McGinn. Even Adam Rees' goal, I mean, he walks his through that, that defence and just slides it in. Brilliant for Aberdeen, you know, it was always going to be hard coming off the back of the Celtic game, but to, to get a 4-3 win, I'm sure Derek McInnes, he was delighted, but I think even he, when he analyses the game, will think he can't afford to give team chances like that. Well, that said, they've won the game, and the criticism that been levelled at them in the past was when they had a chance to go level with Celtic, even earlier in the season, go ahead of Celtic, they always seemed to bottle it. I remember one earlier in the season when they lost 5-1 at home to St Johnson, so at the end of the day, they've won, they've got the three points, they're level with Celtic, and there's a title race going on. There is a title. I mean, this, I mean that, that's not that's not even up for debate. There is a title. Of course there is. I mean, Celtic aren't playing particularly well just now. In fact, they're, they're playing terribly. And Aberdeen are doing well. They're winning games. I mean, they're on this long winning run now. Celtic are searching for confidence. They're searching for the right team. Aberdeen have got a settled side. They've added to it. And Simon Church has obviously made a good impact since coming in. So, so yes, I mean, there is. But I, think, I do think the next few weeks are crucial. You know, Aberdeen need to maintain it now. Because I'd imagine Celtic... Well, a week of training this week will come back pretty strong in the next two, and they've got two home games coming up against a Hayland team. So, I think Celtic will get maximum points from those. So, I think Aberdeen need to maintain it now. One game to touch upon in the Championships, and Mirren had to wait until last week to get their first home victory of the season against Alloa. Never about the buses. Two have come along at once. Mm-hmm. One 0 win against Queen in the South. Stevie Mallon's first half goal, and all of a sudden. They're within four points of the promotion playoffs, having lingered about the relegation playoffs all season. It's been quite a turnaround under Alec Ray and David Farrell. Yeah, and I, and I think they've two experienced guys, two good coaches that know what they're doing. I think they've, they've just come in there and you know it wasn't really working for Ian Murray and what they've done. You know they've, they've just turned it around and it's, it's such a strange league because you've got the, the top three are just so far ahead of everybody else, and then everybody else have much, have muchness really. I would think it will probably come down between Morton and St Mum, to be quite honest with you. I know Queen South, I've got, I've got a strong squad as well, but I just think it'll be between those two. I know Alec Ray was keen to strengthen the squad. Looking back on the window now, Gary Irvin in from Dundee, Rocco Quinn in from Ross County, Alec Cooper in from Falkirk, David Clarkson in from Motherwell. The squad's looking a lot stronger mm. than it was at the start of the year. Yeah, and what he's also done, he's also, he's gone and getting guys who, who know the scene, who know the game, and have played at a higher level that I've played in it. But you know, you look at Rocco Quinn, Gary Irvin, David Clarkson, I mean, what experience you guys have got, you know? And I think that's what they probably needed. I watched them a wee um, game against Patrick Thistle in the Scottish Cup a couple of weeks ago, and they just looked, I don't mean naive, that's probably not the right word, but they just didn't really look equipped to go and play a team at that level. So I think Ali Ray's, I think he's, he's signed shrewdly. Momentum's everything in football, you know? You know, we've got the last 14, 13, 14 games now, you know, if they can put a run together, get seven, six or seven wins during that period they could easily finish in the playoff and there's actually by a quirk of the fixtures that they now go to Dumfries this weekend to take on Queen of the South and they'll go without any fear and in the knowledge that, that a win would take them to within one point of Queen's it's huge and I, 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 I do feel sorry for James Fowler at Queen of the South because he's a really good team going last year a great team you know a team that could go and hold their own against Rangers and Hibs and Hearts and then he was decimated during the summer you know he's had to reshuffle he's had to sign players which has been hard but no obviously man you know you know, Queen South will try and hang in there, but I do think St Man are looking good for that playoff. David, thanks very much. 